Hey everyone and welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL Podcast. I'm Jim, sitting to my left is the King, and we're here to talk about the NFL. How you doing, King? I'm good. I'm good. Besides messing up the first intro you did, I'm really good, mate. Thank <laughs> you for asking. Don't talk about that. No, we don't. don't we, no. It happens. It's the first um, rule of the intro mess up is you don't talk about the intro well, mess up. I've said it now. I just wanted to say that you are uber professional and I let you down then, so I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time for everything, I That's guess. It. That is true. Anyway, welcome to uh, week 17, guys. All of the regular season games in the books. Yeah, we're done. We have lost 20 teams. <gasps> 20 have gone missing. 20, they've gone. Mm-hmm. So it's our last chance really to talk about them. Well, because we don't want to talk about them yeah. anymore after this week, really. Yeah. Uh, before moving on to focus on the 12 beautiful teams that have made it out of the mire. Maybe not all beautiful. <laughs> Look at that no. stank face you got on. Yeah. <laughs> trying to be nice. And, uh, and move forwards into the postseason. Yeah. So, inevitably, King, we talked about it last week. Mm-hmm. I mentioned Black Monday. You did? We didn't have to wait until Monday to hit some firings in the NFL. No. And retirings. Hirings, firings, and retirings. Yep. All happening. And so I thought for part one, we'd talk about some of the uh, the firings and retirings that have been going on. Yep. And then maybe some potential hirings as well. Yes, of course. So the first one, Chip Kelly. Yes. One season with the Niners. Yep. Think that was fair? No. No. No, I don't. Actually. No, it wasn't as if he was given a great team, was it? No, they had a terrible team, and their best player retired. So, no. Yeah, the thing that was strangest to me, actually, was that as the game was kicking off, we got the news that Trent Baalke was being fired or relieved of his position as the GM mm-hmm. at the Niners. That must have been pretty weird, having that announcement happen. They must have The players must have known then before yeah, they went sure out. Yeah, for sure they'd have known internally, yeah. Uh, yeah, strange to make the announcement then and when Why do you wait did. until after the game to make that announcement? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Someone obviously got wind of it and, and they were asked to, to make a formal statement. But yeah, a bit of a strange one. Uh, no, I don't agree with Chip Kelly's firing, personally. I think his team was shocking when he took them over. Mm-hmm. They are still shocking. <laughs> she hasn't done a lot, but they've not got a lot of young talent. They've clearly had a quarterback controversy and, and Kaepernick, despite playing well towards the end of the season was given the opportunity to win the starting job at the start of the year and didn't do it, which I think a lot of people forget that that was the case. Mm. So, you know, there was some turmoil there from that perspective and that's that's difficult for any coach to, you know, to, to get over and, and sort of be successful. So I think they showed signs. I still think his offense, offense is potent. He actually rejected, a, a, apparently rejected the Oregon job, which was the job he had previously and is one of the more desirable positions in college football. Yeah. Um, so I don't think he expected when he was originally, you know, there was inquiries made about him, thought that he was going to be fired at the end of the season. Do you think that he's going to go back to college now or do you think there may be another, maybe uh, an NFL job that's might take a shot on him? I, d- I don't know. Uh, I, there'll be a gluttony of colleges that want him because mm-hmm. he had huge success when he was at Oregon previously, which is why there was so, he was, you know, so such an intriguing coaching prospect when he moved into the pros um i think it's more likely he'll go to college first and then potentially if he has a career similar to he had previously you know it will go back around again similar to the nick saban situation we're seeing now where he's gone he's been hugely successful in college and all of a sudden a lot of teams are inquiring about his availability so i think that's the most likely thing i think from the an nfl standpoint he's probably 
you know he'll he'll sit on the back. He's at the back of the list now. I think there's other people that are, have uh, leapfrogged him. Yeah, I'm not sure if he'll actually get back into the NFL again if he does take a coaching job in, in college. Yeah, Saban's earning seven million. I think Harbaugh's John Harbaugh's earning seven. Uh, sorry, six seven. Mm-hmm. There's money to be made in college. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'd, and, and you know less pressure. Trent Bulk is the other one then as the GM. He'd been there for twelve years. And he had delivered them three straight NFC Championship games and their first, uh, well, first Super Bowl appearance in a long time. Yeah. Yeah, but they've struggled with their more... Re- he's, well, certainly he struggled with their more recent acquisitions in the draft. Mm. Plus, there were a lot of people that just retired after one or two seasons. Yeah, Bo- so Chris Borland. Chris Borland was one of them, yeah, notably. Patrick- then Patrick Willis had to, had to retire early. Navarro Bowman's been injured a lot. Yeah, it hasn't helped. They've not been lucky, no, uh, from that perspective. He's had some key misses. Ironically, Michael Crabtree's now stepped up and become an elite <laughs> receiver. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, they've had, had some misses at wide receiver, misses at sort of safety and corner. So mm-hmm. I can I can understand why they'd want to move on uh, and bring they someone else in. They didn't really replace Frank Gore either. He was helping them a lot in the offense. And uh, yeah. you take him out and it wasn't really the same. Carlos Hyde's... All right, he's shown but, flashes, but yeah. he's not not. They've not had that consistent. You can lean on this guy back that they had with Gore for a number of years. I agree. Some potential hirings then a GM that we're just hearing about. King, uh, two Packers okay. uh, directors. You've got the director of football operations Elliot Wolf, yeah, and the director of player personnel Brian Gutekunst. I'm not even going to try and say that name. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you're welcome. So who have, they, who have hired those? The Packers have. No, no, no. They're Packers directors. All oh, right, have been hired. Where? Because no, they're being interviewed oh. for potentially taking over Trent Baalke's job. Awesome. As the GM at the 49ers. Okay, interesting. So we'll see how that goes. Yep. It's a bit of a step, isn't it, from being a director of player personnel to being the GM? Yeah, yeah. At least you'd think you'd understand how to deal with players, which I think helps in a position like that. But it's just then a case of. You know how good is that person at, at sort of being able to find diamonds in the rough from a dra- drafting perspective? But you know, we'll see. I don't. Good I don't, luck to I, good to Kunst. <laughs> I don't know either of them, so that's you know good for them. Hopefully, yeah. they can wow them and get a new job. So let's talk back about firings then. Yes, and um, we can't go any further really than than your boy, Mike McCoy. Yeah, he's gone. He has gone. Fired after four seasons by the San Diego Chargers. Mm-hmm. Had a good first two seasons in San Diego, but it was really the last two that kind of nailed him. Yeah. Yeah. Any any words for your guy? I think that's harsh as well. Yeah? Yeah, I actually do. I, I don't like being a supporter of a team that is now fallen into relative obscurity. But at the same time, you know, he we've had key injuries to key players. Mm-hmm. Um, some turmoil with some, some veterans, you know, with... Gates being banned, with Weddle having his contract issue and sort of throwing his toys out the pram. We've, you know, we've had some problems from that perspective while he's, you know, during his tenure. Um, and you know, Keenan Allen's been injured two, you know, both of the last two seasons. Jason Verrett was injured this year. Yep, it's not been easy for him. He's picked up Gordon, who everyone thought was a everyone bust. gets injuries. True, but key injuries when you've got a lack of talent. It makes a huge difference. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And um, but you know he's he's everyone sort of picked up, you know, picked on the the Gordon trade last uh, pick last year. He stepped up this year and looked like a you know potential Pro Bowl running back. 
Bosa looks like one of the top five edge rushers in the league. And After made, a mess at the start of the season. I mess. mean, does does that kind of fall on him? It's not I mean, head coach. It's not really his... It shouldn't be the point. head coach. Yeah, it's not anything to do with him, is no, it? That's ownership and, and GM. But um, that's why I think it's harsh. Mm. I think some of the issues we've had have, have been upstairs rather than sort of on the sidelines. Could so. this be a way of just kind of sacrificial lamb? Potentially. To, to- He's not excuse a, the season. He's not a sexy. I don't think the the season was poor mistakes in 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 the fourth quarter and not mm. being able to execute. You know, if that's ultimately, I know that comes down to him, but there was not one thing we could hold our hat on. The, the whole team was underperforming in those key areas. Mm. Um, and I think Philip Rivers has thrown a career high twenty one interceptions he has, this, this yeah. season. So. It's not like well, it's more. It's twenty two, wasn't it? I 20, think got, possibly twenty two. Yeah. You got a couple in that game. All oh, right, okay, but uh, yeah, Sorry but even then, well, it doesn't make shovel that does on. It? We're, we're not in the playoffs. <laughs> it makes no difference. Gave the Browns a win. But uh, we did, we did. So, you did nearly. I was so. <laughs> I was, look, yeah, but that was our B team. I oh, know it was. It was. That's how bad. We'll get into that later. That's what I mean. But no, I think there's there's opportunities. It could be with the move similar to LA. Um, you want like a sexy head coach to invigorate Shixy. a new fan base. Um, you know, if we are to move, then Mike McCoy's not the sexiest name on the block, is he? Jeff Fish is pretty sexy, isn't he? Isn't no. He? no, that's why they're looking for a change as well. They need someone else to reinvigorate that steady hand on the on the tiller. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know that that could also have a part to play in it, but yeah, I think that one's a little bit harsh as well. Mm. And uh, the other one that's official then is the Gary Kubiak retirement party. Yep, uh, from the Broncos. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he has had some some health issues. He, he missed a game earlier in the season. And he suffered a mini stroke in 2013 when he was head coach of the Texans. I remember that game. He fell over just before half time. Yes. And uh, yeah, then I think was it, it was Wade Phillips then, wasn't it, as the the defensive coordinator? Yeah. I <laughs> I don't know about you, King, but I I don't really know what Gary Kubiak does. <laughs> I mean, we talk about head coaches just being the cheerleader, but when you think about the Broncos, you think about Wade Phillips and that defensive unit because mm-hmm. the offense is. Less than vanilla. Yeah. I mean, that is bad yeah, as an offence. So what the hell is Gary Kubiak doing? Because any credit that goes to the defence goes to Wade Phillips. Yeah. Quite rightly so. Mm-hmm. The offence has got to be Kubiak's bag, hasn't it? No, not really. No? Well, no, it's, it, it's you know, there's a lot of coaches that don't get involved from a play-calling standpoint. They can give their input and say, look, I, I, I want to be aggressive to start the game. Give me your five best intermediate to deep routes and let's just go for it mm-hmm. they can they can ask those things of their offensive coordinators but you look at someone like um, Jim is it Jim or John who's at the Ravens John John I said John earlier I meant Jim um, <laughs> bloody horribles I am uh, so yeah John is a special teams coach by trade he's not an yeah. offensive or de- defensive guy but no one sort of you don't see people questioning what he does it it's ultimately comes down to you know the the time management the Use of timeouts, the you know the essentially the play calling, and also you know where, what you're doing with your roster on a day to day basis. So I think there's a number of things he does do, and I think that one is a right decision for him. He's got his Super Bowl ring, which is awesome as a coach. Yeah, I don't think he gained him any traction though as a head coach. No, not in, oh, I don't know. Did it did it impress you at all that he was there? I mean, you're standing on the sidelines. I mean, he was physically present, but. Yeah, no. I'd, Wade the, Phillips the, got all the credit for that. I'd, yeah, even Wade Phillips. I'd, I think the way Von Miller played in that playoffs, the whole way, th- the whole way through the playoffs, mm-hmm. most teams would have struggled to contain <laughs> yeah. any defense. With and then put Demarcus Ware on the other side. Yeah, yeah. 
We're going to get too far into that game. But, no, but um, I think I think that's the right decision. If he's had some health issues, um, I'm glad when people. I I don't like it when people second guess themselves, mm-hmm. give themselves a little bit too long, and then underperform, and leave yeah. a really sad taste in the mouth. Whereas he, yeah, is, you know, in a, in a very near past, has won that team a Super Bowl, and he can you know he can leave with his head held high, really. Although he hasn't gotten to the playoffs this Don't season. Care. Last season. <laughs> Last season. Yeah, what have I you know, done for me lately? I know. I don't know. <laughs> he made Brock Osweiler a lot of money. So, he did, yeah. You know, Brock Osweiler needs to send him a card. <laughs> Not sure he can afford it, can he? <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure he can afford it. Yeah, for sure he can, yeah. <laughs> um, coaches that haven't been fired, though. Yes. Maybe quite surprisingly. Interesting. John Fox. Yes. Do we think that's just because it's too close into the tenure that or too soon in the tenure that they're giving him more chance. And he's got the choice of Matt Barkley or Jay Cutler. Yeah. A quarterback. Jake, uh, Matt Barkley, sorry, really regressed in the last couple he of did. games. He did. And, and annoyingly, when they had Brian Hoyer playing, they actually looked half decent. Yeah. Uh, and that's with Brian Hoyer playing. So I think, and they, you know, he's... Did that the Texans as well, didn't he? Yeah. They've got some good, they've got some good players, uh, young players coming through. Howard looks like a stud at running back. Floyd, uh, edge rusher, looks mm-hmm. great. Both of those are rookies. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, there's there's some talent there. Hopefully they can keep hold of Jeffrey. That's a big one. But if you're a wide receiver with no one throwing to you, is that an enticing place for you to stay? Probably not. No. So he's a free agent this year. And uh, Chuck Pagano at the Colts. I think he'll still go. Yeah? Yeah. Because, I mean, again, they haven't been able to sew up the AFC South, which is the softest league, yeah, uh, softest division in yep. the league. And again, they've not had a losing season. So it's like, yeah. are, are, are you happy being distinctly average? <laughs> Just getting by on Andrew Luck and, uh, and not much else, really. I can't believe he's only 26, Andrew Luck. I was going to say Chuck Pagano. No. He's, he's much older than 26. No, Andrew <laughs> Luck. It's crazy. He's got 10 years left. Of yeah. football, but yeah. he'll only have five. Wasted. He'll only have five years left if they don't sort that offensive mm-hmm. line out. Uh, yeah, I am shocked. I still think he would go. Yeah, they, they still might. I mean, we're recording early, uh, so you never know what's going to happen. No, but, uh, this is true. I'm yes. not sure of anyone else that's uh, really on the firing line. No, not really. There's, I think there's a couple of people that want to go. I, a lot of things I'm hearing is that Sean Payton's had enough. Well, that's his overactive agent, isn't it? That In keeps sense, pushing him yeah. for the Rams job, or yeah, would you want the Rams job? Because they're going to have nope. to trade a first round draft pick for him. I wouldn't want the Rams job. Yeah, but if you've got no first round pick this year, you trade a first round <laughs> yeah. pick to get you in. Mm-hmm. That's two years of no first round picks. Yeah, and you got Jared Goff, who doesn't look very good. Yeah, and no. Todd Gurley, who looks disinterested, and then you've got an absolute stud on defense in Aaron Donald. And not a lot else, really. No. Ogletree, so only only one Ogletree's man can get him out of that one. We know his name. John Gruden. <laughs> My main man. Grudes. Love that guy. I think we should probably take a quick break now, actually, King. Is there anything you wanted to say? You've let me talk a lot about these five no, 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 no. We've gone for everything I wanted to say on those. I mean, they are what they are. They're Do you agree with Mike McCoy teams. being harsh? Because that was the one you seemed to query the most. Well, I think, you know, you had four years. And we talk about giving a coach more than two years. Or yep. more than one year, in Chip Kelly's case. Mm-hmm. He had four years and it only went down. So, yeah. Um, and also, they if they are going to move from San Diego, which it looks increasingly likely by the day that they are going to, yeah, you need a, a completely fresh start from that. You know, yeah. It's interesting whether it's Ve- Vegas or LA. That's the two places they're talking about. But. Yeah. 
they can beat the Raiders to to Las Vegas. I mean, it was interesting because they've just they've uh, finally a franchise has gone there. So there's an NHL franchise there now. Okay. Um, so that they are starting to build a sports. Well, they've got arenas and stuff now as well, but not from a football standpoint. But, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're starting to build the infrastructure to actually have teams in there and see what the fan base is. But you don't want to rush it no. with a place where there's never been football. Um, so that'd be interesting but yeah we'll see okay well that's, we're not going to talk about anything else uh, so depressing as uh, people are getting fired and, and retired so we'll talk about all the games and come back for part two yeah Goo. welcome back to part two of the Jim and the King NFL podcast for week 17 King 17 yes and for the last time, we have to do the roundup of all of the Week 17 games. Yeah, it's going to be quick, because yeah. half the teams weren't playing their players. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that was quite evident. Yes. Um, okay, so let's go for a team that wasn't playing properly then. The Baltimore Ravens, in Steve Smith's last game, went to Cincinnati. Yep. They put 10 points up, but mm-hmm. the Bengals put a 27, thanks to Burkhead. Yeah. Burkhead looked good. Do you think he was going for a contract next year or something? Because that know. guy was possessed. I think there's something. I think there's something about really short white running backs with head at the end of their last name. Wait, <laughs> Danny Woodhead, <laughs> yes, Burkehead, both underrated, undervalued players. I'm basing that purely on one game that I've seen Burkehead play. <laughs> um, Twenty-seven yeah. attempts rushing for 119 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, that's decent. Yeah. He looked good, although he did Number look like a squirrel on, just running under branches because he looked tiny when he was running through. Yeah, that Ravens defense, which was much vaunted a few weeks ago, I think the Steelers broke them. I don't think you can make that assumption. I, think, I right. just did. No, well, you did. <laughs> Spack now. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's fine. <laughs> uh, not a great ending for Steve Smith either, really. They, 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 they didn't, didn't throw use him. the ball. Yeah. It was real, I was really annoyed. What a legend. What a legend. Oh, yeah, he's going to be Hall of Fame, isn't he? Oh, for sure. Yeah. He's amazing. And so, yeah, you picked the Ravens in that game, but obviously you were hoping that the Ravens would turn up. Or if they could have thrown the ball constantly to Steve Smith and he'd have pulled that... He, that's, he's the kind of player that can pull a victory from the jaws of defeat. Mm-hmm. And sadly, they decided not to utilise him. Um, that was a nothing game. Neither team was going to make the playoffs, so it made no difference to me. Uh, another game that didn't really have any meaning either mm-hmm. was the Jacksonville Jaguars going to Indianapolis mm-hmm. uh, you picked the Jags to beat the Colts but the Colts ended up winning 24 to 20 it was a last minute affair you know it was a last minute affair and the Jacksonville Jaguars were 17 nil up at one point they were yeah they were doing pretty well uh, yeah um, Andrew Luck is great as always Blake Bortles makes mistakes as always and congratulations to Frank Gore for being only the fourth player in NFL history to rush for over a thousand yards over the age of 33 another 62 yards on the ground today yeah yeah, well, not good today, for but Sunday. Good for Frank Gore. <laughs> keep doing it. Corey Grant, Don't though, retire. on the other side. What? No, I keep making mistakes on saying it's Sunday oh, <laughs> like <okay>. today. <laughs> Corey Grant on the other side of the ball, though. 122 yards and a touchdown off 18 attempts. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. Yeah, he looked good. He looked good. It's, it's lucky they gave Chris Ivory all that money. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah. Let's go on to a game that you did pick, uh, which was the... New England Patriots, 35, Miami Dolphins, 14. Now, both these teams are in the playoffs, King. Yeah, it wasn't even that close either. No. That 14 points makes them look better than they actually were. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, both teams are in the playoffs. Yeah. And as I said, New England was going to go out and try and secure home field advantage, which they did. Mm -hmm. And they looked unbelievable. Well, yeah. Both sides of the ball, they look great. They managed to keep JJ relatively quiet, held under 60 yards for the game. Jarvis Landry, the best Dolphin there, 76 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was Julian Edelman, 151 yards and a touchdown off only eight receptions. Yeah, he he looked great. What a but that was a massive run after the catch. I don't know if you saw it. Quick slant. Yeah, it was a 77-yard touchdown. Yeah, made by Michael About Floyd. Thrown between six and eight yards forwards and caught and then run the rest of the way. So congratulations. You know my thing about that padding. stop him padding stop him <laughs> you know my thoughts about that but Michael Floyd with a hell of a block in that on that play <laughs> no one seemed to really want to take him down though. drilled that guy no four, I mean the block on the Edelman thing oh the block on the oh, Edelman no, play oh no it's on oh drilled they him they hit Tony Lippett on oh, the drilled him oh, yeah no one oh. did want to take him down and his touchdown run as well where uh, mm. four Dolphins just yeah. couldn't be bothered I think it was a drunken rage <laughs> hey really? yeah you got that one right yeah, I and uh, so the next game then was the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. They shut up the uh, Chicago Bears thirty-eight to ten. You picked that, that game quite correctly there. I did get that right. Yeah, and here we let's have the stat then, shall we? That everyone's talking about. No one's talking about it. Everyone's talking it's about it. Ridiculous. What? Sam Bradford. Yeah, is the most <laughs> accurate quarterback. In regular season history. Everyone wants Sam Bradford as their quarterback. 71.4 or whatever it was percent he finished with, which is yeah. 0.2 above Drew Brees. Um, the only thing that was interesting, which I heard on um, the Around the NFL po- the NFL podcast. Let's keep promoting other podcasts. Oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> he said, or they said, which I didn't know, that he was the most accurate for intermediate and deep throws. Yeah, I was, season. that was quite surprising That was me. surprising. Yeah, still doesn't mean I'd want him as my quarterback. No, I don't either. That, I just thought I'd make the observation and plug another podcast. Sorry, Jim. <laughs> Carl Rudolph, 117 yards and the touchdown. He really is Sam Bradford's favourite toy. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jarrett McKinnon, 89 yards and the touchdown. It was just a kind of sorry Bears performance, which we've seen all too much this season. Yeah, Matt Barkley looks shocking. Didn't you have him in your fantasy team? Might have done. I had no choice because I also, as you've very well know had Dak Prescott and Ben Roethlisberger as my two quarterbacks he did and seeing as I knew they were sitting Roethlisberger and they only kept Prescott in for one series it meant that actually despite him only getting about five points he was my most productive quarterback for the week so well there you go yeah I was right to pick him so our season finished (laughs) who won fantasy Uh, ah pipe down You may you may have won. I did win. You may have won. You came third. You're no right? you're no Don Shula. You came third. Then. I did come third. Yeah. Sorry. Oh well. Let's, let's shameful bronze. We digress. We digress. <laughs> and beaten by your daughter. Carry on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I just taught her well. So let's have another look at a game here. The New York Jets last game at home, thirty points against mm. a ten point Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Wills fell off for the Bills, didn't they? The last few weeks. They absolutely did. Need Rex Ryan. Uh, well, <laughs> don't. EJ Manuel looked horrific. Like EJ Manuel, didn't he? But worse. But worse. It's pretty much how I remember him when we saw him in London. Yeah, it's true, actually. Uh, yeah, he looked really bad. Cardell Jones looked like a deer in the headlights. I don't yeah. think he expected to play. Just too long out, wasn't it, for him, I think. He, he could have done with some more time. And he didn't play much in then. college. Yeah. He's not played hardly at all in the last three years. Um, yeah, that was tough. And all the whisperings are that Tyrod Taylor's not going to be there next year now. 
that they don't want to pay him that thirty million because they can cut him before the yeah. end of the season and shave a load of that off. Um, so they could absolutely be in a market for a quarterback at the uh, the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, it was really weird because the Bills usually are predicated on the run game, mm-hmm. and especially if you haven't got Tyrod Taylor there doing any kind of slinging. Mm-hmm. But then Mike Gillisley was their best running back for the game: fifteen attempts, forty yards, and a touchdown. But then Sean McCoy only had ten yards off five attempts. So he did get injured, didn't he? Quite early he did on get in injured. Game. So I mean, I think that kind of nobbled them. Absolutely did. Team. Absolutely did. And On the other side, we better say, uh, well done, Palau, Palau Powell. 122 yards off 22 attempts. Yep. And uh, Fitzpatrick didn't throw an interception, so... No. That's a good way for him was to Was it Ryan Fitzpatrick, or was it someone impersonating I him? I, I think he knew... He, he's made comments coming up to the week that it was going to be his last game for New York, or expected it to be that. So I think, you know, probably nice for him to go out showing what he did last... He actually, You know, he did have a really good year last year. Um, yeah. He was just shocking this year. Yeah. So at least he didn't go out on a bad one. You did pick the Bills in that game, but... Uh, I did. I did. It's because I thought that they would be shocking. They got a better record. Yeah. Mm. Uh, another game that you picked, but didn't go the right way, right. was the Dallas Cowboys, who really didn't care, no, going really up against didn't. the Philadelphia Eagles, and uh, they lost 13-27. to 27. Yeah. Um, we got to see three quarterbacks. Three, three quarterbacks, yeah. Three quarterbacks within one quarter or two quarters? Within well, a half. Two quarterbacks and Mark Sanchez. So uh, <laughs> Yeah, Mark was there as well. Yeah, he threw two interceptions, which is so Sanchez. Uh, nine of 17 completions uh, for 85 yards. Thank yeah. you very much, Mark Sanchez. You won't be missed if we never and see tried you to again. Do a, did you see his Romo play that he tried? You know where he scrambles, <laughs> runs around, and then he just got sacked about yeah, 20 he went backwards, yards back. Backwards, <laughs> backwards. Oh, I'm falling down now. Yeah, hilarious. Uh, Tony Romo looked great. No rust at all, it didn't look like. So 29 that's a yards good and a touchdown. Three of four completed. Yep. Yeah. And the touchdown he threw was, he audibled out. Was, yeah, it was a great, great move there. Yeah, awesome. Completely bamboozled so that the was back, good. So. Good to see him, even just for one, just to, you know, dust off any cobwebs he had in case he's needed in the playoffs. Yeah. So that was good. Good sign for the Cowboys, despite the loss. But they weren't taking that game seriously. No. Interesting they didn't play Ezekiel Elliott when he's so close to Dickerson's record as well. Yeah, who have you got in your fantasy team? Man, I won back? the league. <laughs> Why? <are> you... <laughs> I won this week. Because... And I had Elliott in my starting Yeah, I know. Lineup. Yeah. Because Jerry you, Jones you before the game. You text me quite upset that you <laughs> yeah, was benched. <laughs> I watched Jerry Jones turn around and lie to me. Yeah, he and lied say to He's going to be playing a load of snaps to chase down at Dickerson's uh, rookie rushing record. And then yeah, just sat him. Just sat him down. <laughs> Take a knee, son. <laughs> just sat him down. Uh, Carson Wentz got uh, 245 yards and two touchdowns. So that's nice he didn't get an interception in his last game. I think the Eagles really needed something to go in the offseason. He looks great. Wentz, just, he, when he was coming out, he didn't play in a Division One college. He was an underclassman. He, his mechanics weren't perfect. Mm-hmm. He's shown he's more athletic than I think most of us expected yeah, him to be. Yeah. And more mobile in the pocket. And he's quite cerebral as well. He does seem to understand yeah. what's going on in front yeah. of him. And I think he started forcing things because he's realised he is one of the better players on offence. I think he's the best player. But on one of the better players in the whole team. And he's having to force things to try and win games. Mm-hmm. And he's a rookie. I think as a rookie campaign goes, he has been hugely impressive. Also lent on Zach Ertz quite a lot. 13 receptions, 139 yards and two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I guess the uh, the bad news for the Cowboys is that they couldn't stop the Eagles from no. scoring 27 points. That's not a great look going into the, the playoffs. No, and it wasn't just one thing. Darren Sproles had a good game. 
yeah. Zach Ertz was lighting them up, as you said. And, um, you know, Wentz is a bit of a gunslinger. He's, uh, you know, a bit of a throwback when it comes to, from that standpoint. So, yeah, uh, you can understand why. It's one of those things that that, that offense can be formidable. Um, there's just a lack of weapons, which I think is why the Eagles are going to be targeting a, a wide receiver in the draft this year. They absolutely should, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the squeak of the week was the <laughs> Carolina Panthers going to Tampa Bay. You picked it the right way. Mm-hmm. Seventeen to sixteen, the Bucks came out on top. Yeah, that was a lucky, lucky pick. Oh, yeah. They went for two at the end of the game. <laughs> yeah, didn't go. Yeah, didn't get it. No, um, Kelvin Benjamin looking all right. When yeah, he, when he shows good. up, ninety-three yards off six receptions and a touchdown. Yeah, and when he's in the red zone, he's boxing out. Yeah, cornerbacks. He's like a he's, mismatch. Like he's a power forward in you always. Like he's LeBron James. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't like the fact he's not consistent. That to me, you know, he's j- maybe he's just gonna be one of those players that shows flashes of brilliance but can't take that next step up to you know into the category of the you know the Antonio Browns, the Odell Beckham yeah. Juniors, the Julio Joneses of this world, and, and just be a really good receiver. Um, but it's a shame because he's got all the attributes and, and talent clearly to to be one of those guys. But what do you reckon for the Panthers, O line or running back with the first pick? They're gonna go. They're gonna go running back. I think because Leonard Fournette's going to be there, mm-hmm. and they're going to take him. That Dalvin would be, Cook. That would be great if they did get him. Leonard Fournette might be the second best player I think in the whole draft. Um, but even oh, I think there's a couple of teams that are going to go after running backs. I think Packers will be after one. I think Colts will be after one. And yeah, Dalvin, Carolina picks before Green Bay. They do, which is why I think Carolina is going to take Fournette, and Dalvin Cook's going to go to whoever takes doesn't take him first. Yeah. Out of those two teams, but um, yeah, I think I think they'll go running back, but I think they need offensive line help because I've said this the whole season, and it's becoming more and more evident. And I hope you guys listening have noticed it as well. Is he, as in Cam Newton, gets so flustered when he's under pressure, and you can alleviate some of that by not allowing him to be under so much pressure. Yeah, yeah. So, and they've got a solid running back in in Stewart as well at the moment. So, but they need some some extra speed really oh, I he's think crazy. Stewart's lost a bit Fournette's a special running back as well yeah he's uh, he's not he's not as dynamic as Ezekiel Elliott because Elliott's better at catching the ball out of the backfield mm-hmm. but he's like Elliott when it comes to running football well high praise yes so let's have a look at the uh, oh geez two quarterbacks here that you want to hang your hat on mm-hmm. so the Houston Texans uh, Tom Savage going out with a concussion they got 17 points, but Matt Castle did lead the Titans to a win. He did. He got 24 points. He did. You picked the uh, the, the sorry Texans in that game because of Tom Savage, yeah, but, but you, uh, he wasn't there. You know, so. you know, and the fans know, I would never <laughs> have picked the Texans if Brock Osweiler was No, right. you wouldn't, no. If there's one player you really can't stand. It's him. It's old Brock. It's him. Uh, yeah, Rashad Matthews had a standout performance. Yep. And uh, the Texans... Derek Henry again, 65 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, on bet- hardly any touches. 15 and attempts. Looks crazy. Looks crazy strong and big Yeah, for a running back. He looks like they've just chucked a lineman in. <laughs> yeah. But he happens to run like a 4-5. It was good to see John Dre Hopkins on the other side getting over 100 yards. In yeah, the game. he's... he's um, Finally starting to get used. And Will Fuller caught a couple of balls as well. Yeah, that's good. He uh, Yeah, it's a shame they've not utilised Hopkins enough this, this year. Nope. Jadavion Clowney's quietly gone about having a fantastic season. They're going to need every ounce of Jadavion Clowney in the playoffs. He looks like a beast. He's yeah. had hardly any sacks, but his pressures are phenomenal. He Every time that you see a defensive highlight, it's because 
he's done something that's meant someone's turned the wrong way and run into merciless or whatever so yeah he's been hugely impressive clowny and it's it's a you know finally it's about time we saw that from him so that's good um yeah the titans though have got a reason to be excited over about the future Mm -hmm. because they've got some really really strong players young players that they've not spent a ton of money on or taken high draft picks with. Rashad Matthews looks very, very good. They've been drafting well. Tajay Sharp looks good as well. They've got some veterans in there with the likes of Derek Morgan and, and Delaney Walker. They've got a really nice nucleus of players. And two first-round picks as well. And two, two first-rounders. I think yeah. they'll also go wide receiver. Yeah. With one of those picks. Can you give me a shootout? What do you mean? <laughs> shootout! Shootout? Yeah. We've got a shootout. I don't know what you're talking about. I've heard you. <laughs> <laughs> you got shoot out! Oh, there you go. Cool. We got one of them. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea what you're doing. You're useless to me. I am useless. Right. So the Atlanta <laughs> Falcons. Oh, yeah, that was a shootout. With... I called that. Yeah. I called Yeah, that. you did. I did. That, that makes say. so much sense now, Jim. Atlanta Falcons, 38. New Orleans Saints, 32. Both offenses turned up. Yep. And uh, the result was, as you predicted, a Falcons win to secure them the uh, the first round bye and second seed in the NFC. Yes, yes. Um, Julio Jones is unstoppable. No, no shock there. That's not me. That's not breaking news. Ninety six yards touchdown. They've got a beautiful balance in their running back game. Again, no news. They've had it the whole season. Devonta Freeman, ninety six yards touchdown. Yep, Coleman <laughs> as well. Can you believe that? Exactly the same amount of yardage and such. That's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> and uh, and they finally got some pass rushing. Vic Beasley, who led the league with fifteen and a half sacks this year, mm-hmm. so good for him. After having a, a sort of sluggish rookie campaign, he's come back sophomore and, and done immensely well. Um, and again, another team that's that's been drafting well. Freeman was a great pickup in the draft. Jones, obviously, is a first round pick, is a mm-hmm. huge pickup. Keanu Neal, yeah, might be in the top five safeties in the league now potentially I think he is I'm trying to be nice <laughs> in my opinion he's a top 5 safety in the league Okay, what a pickup he was and yeah. if you paired him up with so all of a sudden you've got a hard hitting ball hawk safety matched up with a pass rushing genius in Vic Beasley this season and those two things are scary when offences are playing at the same time the Saints did manage to get their points uh, Mark Ingram, 103 yards and a touchdown off 20 carries. Yep. Michael Thomas, 156 yards and a touchdown off 10 receptions. Mm-hmm. Willie Sneed, 82 yards. You know, they didn't do too badly. It was just, you know, Atlanta got out to a big lead at half time. Yeah. And uh, despite New Orleans scoring 19 points in the fourth quarter, it just wasn't enough. No, I, and, and I don't think it's it's too much of a cause for concern for Falcons fans going into the playoffs because despite one week where the, or one or two weeks where the Saints was quite sluggish in offence mm-hmm. they've been lighting up everyone uh, we'll talk about that putting, later they've been putting points up on everyone we we're going to talk about the playoffs later in the, in the the 12 teams that are left yes we are yeah nice so we've got so many more games to go through yeah. yet King uh, so the New York Giants scored 19 Washington Redskins scored 10 you picked the Redskins because they actually stood and meant something to them they they dropped a clanger. They did, and Josh Norman and Odell Beckham had a little fist fight again. So they those but it was, handbags. Really. It was only Josh Norman really that was pushing that one. Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham actually, was actually very restrained. He I was, was quite restrained. impressed. He was restrained, and he did get punched. Actually, punched in the stomach. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that was intentional, but no. he did. 
Um, yeah. But from what I saw, it was a one-way... Oh, it was that defense. It thing, was that yeah. that Giants' defense was the difference. Mm. And it wasn't fr- the offense. They're frightening going into the into the playoffs. There you go. There's another segue into our next segment. Yeah. And the uh, the autopsy is going to happen pretty quickly in the, in Washington. Yeah. Because they had a great chance to get in the playoffs. They did, but I think Jay Gruden is not going anywhere because he's a really good coach. Hmm. There you go. I said it. <laughs> Let's go with another one that you know you picked. Uh, the wrong way unfortunately it was right. the Oakland Raiders thanks to I mean we talked all week about Matt McGloin we shouldn't have bothered because it was Connor Cook in the end that had to take the flak it was Oakland got 6 points Denver 24 mm. making one final statement before uh, seeing off the head coach Connor Cook who ironically would have been taken by the Cowboys had he been available in the fourth round mm. they went for a Dak but the Raiders Scott, no the Raiders traded up to the first pick in the fourth round and yes. took Connor Cook which meant that they, the Cowboys by default took that Prescott. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's yeah. some luck there for the Cowboys. You've um, got to feel bad for Connor Cook, really, because they must have been playing McGloin yeah. exclusively this last week. Connor Cook, we talked about him in the in one of our pre-season podcasts with Punk Raider, mm-hmm. where I said that I had some question marks about his leadership. Um, he wasn't a captain the whole way through his college career. Mm-hmm. Um, which which worried me, but he was the winningest quarterback I think in Michigan State <laughs> history. So the guy clearly Great knows step. how to play football. Um, but bear in mind, this is the first time he'd actually suited up for a game the whole season. Yeah, uh, I you know you got to feel bad for the guy to get chucked in against that team. Yeah, that's not the best place to start your, your career. No, an angry Von Miller and a keep to leave probably not the best place to go. No. <laughs> Um, quick shout out to your boy Devonte Booker, who you uh, mentioned before the season started. I King. did. He finally had Only a bit took of a game. Him Seventeen weeks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Fifty-seven yards of the touchdown on the ground, and another fifty-two yards of the touchdown receiving. Yes, he was their top receiver, having yes. two receptions. Uh, Broncos still terrible on offense, but uh, they yeah, got they enough are. points there. So. Yeah, well, he's a good player, Booker. It's a shame. He they had have a, a nice of, long rest now. He had a couple of fumbles at the start of the year. I think that sort of derailed his progression because they stopped trusting him as much and giving him as many touches. So, yeah, nice to see they uh, they let him let him loose today uh, this weekend. An entirely predictable predictable result. It's easy for me to say. Was the Arizona Cardinals going to LA and winning forty four to six? That was despite an extremely scary moment for David Johnson. Yeah, uh, he All went the out of the man. game with what looked like a break and it's just an ACL sprain or an MCL sprain that's really lucky that's very lucky except they're not playing any more games this year so no uh, but, but either way either way really lucky, that yeah. is a that is a big let off there it's a lucky break <laughs> Woo! Uh, unfortunately for the Rams <laughs> the Jared Goff 120 yards didn't throw an interception this game so yeah but he got sacked a, about a, a million party. times uh, they even put in a Mannion by the end yeah, because he was just getting lit up. Yeah, um, yeah. Goff is worrying to me, um, and he could it's not just to you. What? Well, to f- anyone who listens. Anyone who listened, plus <laughs> mainly LA Rams fan. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the Cardinals are, 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 are bloody annoying because they have the opportunity to do that every week with the squad they've got and the depth they've got, and they've let themselves down this season. Badly. Badly. Yeah. Bigly. They- if you <laughs> listen to Donald Trump. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so, uh, I don't want to talk about this too much, but uh, the Kansas City Chiefs... I'm not saying it. <laughs> <laughs> you all, everyone else did. Uh, they went to San Diego 
And they won by 10 points, 37 to 27. Yep. And uh, Tyreek Hill, yet again. I mean, why are you kicking to Tyreek Hill? Don't know. <laughs> don't know. Explain it to me. I don't know. Second punt return for a touchdown in his rookie season. Yep. Um, yeah, he's he's rapid. Absolutely rapid. Uh, in, good game, though. Yeah. Fun game. Joe Bosa looked great again. Chuck Hendrick West. Chuck Hendrick West had Chuck a good game. Nado. Chuck Nado. Over 100 yards combined and two touchdowns. Yep. Terrell Williams still showing flashes. Hunter Henry looks good. And Philip Rivers kept throwing interceptions. You keep talking about San Diego. It's because I'm a San Diego fan. <laughs> Rivers. Let's talk about the team in the playoffs, all right? Yeah. Alex Smith, 262, 264 yards. I was going to say two touchdowns, one interception. I could have said that any week of the regular could, season. And we'd have believed you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 21 of 28 completions. That's, that's good. It's an Alex Smith performance, mate. Yeah. Yeah, um, no, they're good. Mate, they're, they are, they're a really good Conley, team. Chris Conley, I really like him as a, a ball-handling receiver. He doesn't bobble much. Nice. I'm kind of John Maddening this, aren't I? You, but are. you know what I mean? Like, sound... it stays in the... It's like Fitzgerald, right? It stays in the hands. It's not a receiver who receives... He actually does receive. Receive, yeah. He does his job. He does. Do your job. No, he's uh, he's good. Um, yeah, mate, what, what is there to say? They're a pretty... They're not an interesting team, Kansas City. They're just a hugely effective. They're hugely effective. But they're putting up big points in there every week. I mean, that is, that is impressive to watch. It is hugely impressive. But they're turning the ball over and shortening fields. They're just... They do everything right. That's not a sexy team to watch. It's like the Patriots. You don't think they're sexy. So why, why, do I have to think, why do I have to think the that's Kansas City Chiefs type. are sexy? That's completely different. They did really well. They beat us and they have, I think, what, they second seed in the playoffs? Yep. So good for them. I hope they go on and do well. Tight game alert. Oh. Tight game. Oh, tight, yeah. <laughs> the Seattle Seahawks went to San Francisco and it was a 25-23 to 23 affair. Mm-hmm. So thankfully for the Seahawks and for yourself as the pick... Uh, it came out on that side. But, um, yeah. Not a bad old game overall for the 49ers. Sean Drawn, great name. Not great name. <laughs> Tough to say. <laughs> Did over 100 yards and two touchdowns in that game combined. And Colin Kaepernick, 215 yards and a touchdown. 17 out of 22 completions. They look good. Yeah. They look good. He's not going to be their starting quarterback next year. Weird. Yeah, it's one of those, it's a bit like Tebow, isn't it, where they've just made their mind up on him. Yep. <laughs> All right. Let's see what you bring in next yep. year. I'm not, I don't really want to talk about a game. It's quite boring. Yeah. And uh, But just quickly, though, Jimmy Graham, my boy, got the most receptions for the uh, Seahawks, 64 yards or four receptions. So just use <laughs> the got, guy. He got four receptions. Yeah. Four receptions. He got the most. Use him. He got the most four of them. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, I do need to frame the ball more. Two games left. First one was... Uh, Pretty squeaky from my from my point of view, King. It was the Cleveland Browns going into Pittsburgh. Should have been a you know a non sequitur, really. Um, if everyone had been playing, it, it was your B a, team, yeah. A thirty point shutout, but uh, we decided to rest. Come on, we decided to rest everyone. Yeah. On the offense, Roethlisberger, uh, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, even Marquise Pouncey. Marquise Pouncey, yeah, well, <laughs> he, even he gets into a lot. Right? <laughs> You probably still get injured on the side. Oh, we rested all our stars, our yeah. centre, our quarterback. <laughs> centre, yeah. 
Steelers and uh, it, they took it to overtime, and it was it was only kind of Browns doing what Browns do and like fumbling the ball on the fourth and two. Oh, and... that was heartbreaking, wasn't it? Yeah, when well, Crowell, I was heartbroken. Isaiah but... Crowell fumbled yes. on the one yard line. He did 152 after yards rushing, in this game after rushing the whole way down the field, pretty much on his own as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And got stopped on the and four the, and the almost pick six, wasn't it? That came all the way back, and then it yep. ended up being a touchback. That it was. We talked about that rule earlier in the season. I hate that rule. Yeah. I hate that. Rule. I agree. Give him to on the give it to him on the one. I agree. Or give it to him on the twenty five. But it goes back to the team that. But I tell you what, though, as bad as um, Landry Jones was, and he was appalling yep. in this game. Clutch. He seemed to clutch it in overtime. Clutch. Fourth quarter in overtime, he finally started doing well. Mm. And uh, yeah, I don't want him as my backup quarterback anymore. But no. Uh, could have Colin Kaepernick. I could have Colin Kaepernick. Tim Tebow's available. Can you imagine Tim Tebow behind? I've always Roth wanted Tim Tebow as my backup oh, quarterback. That'd be amazing. Not even lying. That would be so good. <laughs> uh, the last game, as we said, though, was for all the Jelly Babies. And yep. it was the Green Bay Packers going to Detroit. Although, by the time that game started, they were both in the playoffs thanks to the Skins' capitulation earlier in the day. Yeah, but they could have both but, gone in there and drawn and they'd have both made the playoffs. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Because of that result earlier in the day, it yeah. meant that they were both yeah, in. They but both it was lose. then the position where they're going to go. Um, are they going to get home field and so the Green Bay Packers did go into Detroit you picked the Packers yep. you were right to pick them because yep. there's a man there wearing number 12 who is just lighting it up Aaron Rodgers oh. yeah again do you know what I noticed this week about Aaron Rodgers is I've never seen a quarterback throw 40 yard darts mm-hmm. and just his arm the way he f- his follow through it looks just like an NBA player throwing a free throw there's no effort. It is every time the same. Just the repetition. Yeah. He is beautiful to watch play football. He honestly <laughs> is. And part of me thinks that I'm disappointed that they won that game because a close friend of ours is is a Packers fan. I want him see, on. You know, and I want to see Detroit do well because um, you know they've they've just been in the marshland for for way way too long. Yeah, yeah. But. Out of the two teams, we'll touch on this in a moment. Mm-hmm. I think I would rather see Seattle at the moment than I would rather see the Giants. So How I have we got did... to Seattle and the Giants. Rather, we're talking about the Packers and the Lions. So I'm saying, so the loser of that would have played the Seattle Seahawks prior to that game. Right. I don't think if I was a Detroit fan, I'm that annoyed by really losing that game. They got to go to Seattle. Don't care. I'd rather play Seattle at the moment than the Giants team, whose last two trips to Green Bay, the Giants have won. Yeah. There you go. But we'll All go right. into that in more detail. <laughs> we will go into that in more detail. Yes. All right. So, yeah, I mean, uh, Ripkowski getting 61 yards yeah, he as great. a running back. He yeah. looked really good, yeah. Talking about those little white running backs. And the double Z at it again. Zach Zenner. I told you, don't, don't sleep on that boy. Snoop Dio double wow. Z. <laughs> yeah, 69 yards and a touchdown. Yep. He looked great. And Geronimo Allison for the Packers, 91 yards and touchdown best, receiving. Best name in football. Second best Geronimo. name. Golden Tate had a good game as well. Yeah. Golden Tate looked very good. Oh, I'm just getting uh, hot off the wire. Ooh. We got some breaking news music? No. <laughs> no, <really>. uh, <laughs> Chargers are requesting to interview Chiefs special teams coach Dave Tube. Interesting, because we just interviewed the... Matt Patricia as the uh, Pats DC. Yes. Defensive coordinator for the layman. Yes. <laughs> I like Matt Patricia. We also interviewed the Miami guy, didn't we? 
Well, we're waiting until after the season, but we've requested an interview with Lance, whatever his name is. Something. Donald. Something. He's the uh, OC for Miami. Or DC for Miami, sorry. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or defensive coordinator, Eamon. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that All was right. um, nice. It, yeah, besides the fact it was a bit frustrating that loads of players were getting rested, mm-hmm. um, entertaining sort of bout of games. It's quite nice. It was it was a good game. Yeah, good game. A week good of games. games. You know what I mean? Yeah. Good, good slate of games. Yes. Although we could have done with some other teams turning up that didn't bother. It meant that your uh, your result there was nine and seven for the week. Yeah. I don't know if you're interested, King, but I've actually tallied your result for the season. Go on. I am interested. <clears throat> How bad is it? Is it worse than I think? Right, so out of... I don't know how much out of. Well, just say what the win and loss are. <laughs> okay, so you won. So you got the correct picks 145 times. Yeah. And incorrect picks 109 times. Okay, that's close enough. I thought That's it'd be. pretty good considering your first week you were 4 and 12. Was I? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. I thought I'd gone winning record the whole time. No, no, no. There were only two weeks where you had a losing record. Oh, that's not too bad. Three weeks where you tied, like 7-7 seven, seven or... Yeah, yeah. Eight, eight. And 12 weeks... I think we weeks, understand what a tie is. <laughs> and 12 weeks where you got a winning record. That's good, though. You've done really well That's there. good. I, Thank you, mate. That is really good. First proper season. Yeah. Going into this week, you had a 57% winning record. That's all right. I'll yeah. take that. Yeah. I'll take that. Playoffs. So yeah, 145 playoffs, times mate. you got it right. That's playoffs. That's what that is. I had far too much time on my hands over the I'm Christmas Detroit. Break. I'm the Detroit of picking games. <laughs> I'm a 9 and 7, squeaking in at the last minute. Better than being a Fisher's 7 and 9. This is true, mate. This is true. <laughs> it's right. a Fisher's circle. Well, we're going to go through bracketology in the next segment, aren't we? We are, but we're going to have to take a break. Of course. Of just, course. Just take a break, all right? I Let's know. Just settle down. Yeah. Relax. our thoughts. Yes. So yeah. we'll see you in, well, when you're listening to this, in about five seconds, but... We're going to have a break. Cool. See ya. <laughs> Welcome back, guys, to the final part of the Jim and the King NFL podcast for week 17. Yeah. So we've just been through all of the games, King. We have. For that, that was a final slog, week. wasn't it? Yeah, we can forget about 20 of those teams now. <laughs> yeah. Like I promised. Thank God. Whew. Including my team. <laughs> Your team's been run out of town as we speak. Yes. Uh, <laughs> So, what we need to do now is we need to focus on the 12 teams that have managed to lift themselves out of the uh, the doldrums. Yes, they have. And ascend to the playoffs. Yep, they've emerged the as land. contenders. Exactly. Yes, indeed. So, we're going to split this in half. Yeah. It's not our choice. I mean, that's the way the NFL do it. They do do it like so that. So, there is an AFC and an NFC. Yeah. But you say it's not our choice. You chose the AFC. So. <laughs> I did choose the AFC. <laughs> we'll go with that, though. Yeah, yeah. You start with you, as you did choose. All right. Okay. And um, we'll start then with the worst team in the playoffs. Yeah. So to explain what we're doing here, it's a bracket, guys. So we're going to go through each of the matchups mm-hmm. all the way through to the Super Bowl. And then depending on the time, Whoa. we're going to decide if we're going to talk about the Super Bowl or hold that off until next <laughs> oh, week. Oh, jeez. We've got to do... Yeah, next week we'll do the wildcard results, obviously. Mm-hmm. Well... Maybe we won't do the wildcard results. Maybe not all of us will be able to do that. But, this uh, is true. This uh, is true. You're buggering off again. We'll get to that later. <laughs> so, okay. I'm going to go through the six teams then. Yes. Uh, I'm going to start with the worst team in the playoffs. Yeah, go for it. Which isn't seeded sixth. No. The worst team is actually seeded fourth. Interesting. What tends to happen is that there's a division called the AFC South. Yes. And... If you win that division, no matter how bad you are, you get a home game. <laughs> yes. 
and so that's come to pass. They've got the worst record out of all of the teams. They have in the uh, AFC playoffs. Mm-hmm. The Houston Texans finished nine and seven. Yes, they were in before last week. They thanks were to other results, and thanks also now to Tom Savage getting a concussion. Yep, he will not play this week. It's already been announced that Brock Osweiler is starting. I didn't know that. He is starting. Well, I know even who I'm if, going with. <laughs> even if Tom Savage is registered healthy, they're still putting him in as backup to start the game. Oh. How long that lasts, you don't know. No. But the Texans are going to be playing the Oakland Raiders. Yeah. And the 12-4 and 4 Raiders were in the number two spot for the longest time. They were. Thanks to Derek Carr slinging it like he'd never slung yeah. it before. Well, they were in it until the end of the game this weekend they were when the Chiefs won and they lost they were, yeah, yeah but also because they lost a couple of games in a row that they maybe wouldn't have lost granted if granted. the uh, the starting quarterback had been there very true very true I'm now this is you've set set us up fantastically oh, yeah. I'm intrigued to find out who you think's winning that oh, game jeez I mean this is a team that's dead on arrival against a team that shouldn't even be there so. no this is true which one are you going with decide oh man come on buddy it's me a joe rogan style three-hour podcast <laughs> yeah. keep going. i can't pick this because i want do you want me to i pick? want to say the raiders okay okay i want to say the raiders but i have no idea if conoco going to do anything in this game true and so as a result i might have to go with the texans i would have gone with the texans just because i mean they have got you good know running back you know what my they've feelings got good are receivers yeah. and they've got Jadavion Clowney on defence and it just feels like all of the air has been taken out of the Raiders over the last two weeks I mean it was bad enough that Carr went down but then McGloin steps in and he's out after 12 throws you know so then you've got Connor Cook who clearly wasn't ready no so what are they going to do now I don't know they're going to walk into Texas and if they're not in a positive frame of mind they're going to lose this game yeah, and I think they will. I'm with you. I think the Texans will win it. And I Oof. never pick Brock Osweiler. No. You just said a minute ago. Yeah, never. But I think I think that the Oakland Raiders are in complete turmoil. And apologies, Punk, who yeah. you've alluded to the fact you're not going to be here next week, is actually <laughs> he's coming in again. Punk's coming in just in time. So he's going to hate it if they do lose. <laughs> if the result goes that or way. Or laugh at me if they do win. So he's actually in quite a good situation. Yeah. I, like I said, I hope the Raiders win. I hope so. They're a much better team than the Texans. Yes. But they need someone there to string it all together. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. if Without... they don't have Derek Carr, then I'm not sure that they've got the weapon to actually utilise all the stuff they've got around them. This is true. I think it's the worst quarterback battle I've ever seen in a playoff match. I'm struggling to yeah think of a worse one. Yeah. If you can think of a worse one, let us know, guys. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's how it is. So one of those two teams, yeah, no, for is sure. definitely going through to the divisional round. You need to be more decisive on your picks, Jim. What's your next <laughs> one? What's your next one? Well, so let's go to the sixth seed. Yes, the ten and six Miami Dolphins. Yes, who were on a massive streak. They were until they went up against a buzzsaw with the Patriots, and so they go in. I mean, there's only one place you're going to go with the AFC East, and that's second third or fourth yep so they came in second it was a good good run for them and their result is they have to go to Steeltown yep to face the Pittsburgh Steelers who finished 11-5 and five. they didn't have a great 
uh, run as well. No, you were a bit up and down this season. Yeah. Good news was, just like a bit like the, the Dolphins, where we kind of got going at the right time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I actually had a chance to bench, as we've alluded to earlier in the podcast, a lot of our starters, so we know they're healthy. Yeah. Hopefully they'll stay that way through training, um, uh, going into the game. And as long as everyone stays healthy... I can see where this is going, yep. Well, I'm picking the Steelers to win this okay. game, all right? Okay. Uh, haven't had the best of luck against the Dolphins actually haven't played too often no but uh, the l- last two times we've lost to them yes and you're not great against the run well you say that but we're actually getting better against the run you're not great against the run starting to shut teams down against the run you're not great right. against the run we'll see I think this we'll see. I th- we've I had some agree. injuries Cam Hayward's been injured for a while as well and he that's has. been one of our, our biggest misses on the uh, defensive front Yep, and Matt Moore or Ryan, uh, hobbled Ryan Tannehill is going to start. They're not sure yeah. yet, so that could be interesting. Uh, I agree, I think the Steelers will win that one. But Sean Davis has been stepping up uh, for us on D, as well as Ryan Chazier, of course. Bud Dupree's looking pretty good. Yep. He's got four and a half sacks now for the season, so that's, I think, his best so far since he's joined us. Uh, yeah, so hopefully, for me, <laughs> the Steelers are going to beat the Dolphins and proceed through to the divisional round. Perfect. So should I do my wildcard round and then you can do the yeah, divisional yeah. ones? Okay. Yeah? Let's do that. So on to the NFC, guys. I'm going to be more decisive because I've been picking <laughs> all season. So sorry for you having to listen to that flimsy mess try and pick games. Oh, hey. We. Oh, uh, I'm going to start with the sixth seed against the third seed. So that's the Detroit Lions against the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. Tough place to play. Um, as I alluded to earlier, I actually think Seattle, if I had the choice between Seattle or the Giants at the moment, I'm going to pick the New York Giants as the team I don't want to play. I said that in a really convoluted way, but that's (laughs) what I meant. Um, I think we're with you. Carry on. Yeah, so I think that the... Oh, look at this. Decisiveness. I think the Detroit Lions are going to beat the Seattle Seahawks. The Lions have had the, the wheels taken off the car, man. It's not working anymore. They have. They have. But I think they're going to beat the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. Talk about wheels coming off. That Seahawks team has floundered towards the end of the season. So I am going to pick Detroit. Jeez. And that clutch quarterback. And those offensive weapons to lead them. And I reckon a few costly turnovers from Seattle are going to, are going to cost them the game. All right. That's what I think. Well, you've gone bold there. I have gone bold. Okay. Next game, Giants against Green Bay. I also mentioned earlier that the Giants had beaten Green Bay the last two times they played them at Lambeau. Mm-hmm. I'm frightened by that Giants defense. Yeah. I'm frightened by Eli Manning's offensive prowess because <laughs> he is not very good this season. Nope. Are you frightened by Aaron Rodgers though more than obviously you're that, by that guy Giants is defense? I've described. I called that guy beautiful earlier in this you podcast. Did. <laughs> So this is a, this is a complete toss-up game. So I'm going to go with the home victory. I think the Green Bay Packers will go through. Just going to be a tight one. I reckon this could be a field goal game. So okay. I think they're they're the two. I think that the Packers and Detroit go through. Okay. There you go. Well. So you had it's NFC North. You're loving that, are you? I am. I am. All right. You had the Steelers winning, which means they're playing Kansas City. Yeah. And you had the Texans winning, which... Means they play the Patriots. Means they play the Patriots, yeah. Yeah, so there are two teams I haven't really talked about yet, and that's, of course, the second seed, which is the Kansas City Chiefs. Don't know if you know, but I quite like them this year. 
12 and 4. How hot are they? <laughs> yeah, they are. They're so hot. They're white hot. They're white hot. Okay, cool. 12 and 4, they finished the regular season. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could set your watch by the kind of stats they're putting up on offense. Yep. Uh, but they've now got Tyreek Hill. If you're talking about around the NFL, I'll talk about around the NFL. They at least mentioned him as the difference maker this season. They didn't have last because Eric Berry called him that. Yeah, he is. He really is. He's so exciting to watch. Whenever he gets the ball, he is just five or ten miles an hour quicker than everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> it's he is. crazy. He is. He is. It's crazy. I've not seen someone that kind of speed disparity for a long time yeah. in the NFL. They need. He, they need to put him in like Wellington boots filled with custard, just yeah. to make it fair. Yeah, because no one else is going to catch him unless he's wearing custard-filled wellies. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. There's an image for you. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Plus, it's so good to see Justin Houston back and demolishing offensive lines. Oh, it's like he's not even been away. Yeah, D Ford's looking great as Ron well. Ron Parker as well is diving everywhere to to break up uh, throws. Yep, it's just so good to watch them all. And and your main man, Marcus, Marcus Peters. Peters. He Eric, just keeps getting interceptions. Eric Berry's still a Pro Bowl safety. They have got some talented, talented players. Yeah. Yeah. So So who you going with? I'm not don't ask me to call that game. I am asking you to call it. You have to. This oh, is how no. this works. It sounds like you <sighs> you think the the white hot chiefs, you've even got me saying it. White hot chiefs are gonna beat your Steelers. No, I've got to pick Steelers, haven't I? You're gonna go Steelers. <laughs> yeah, I'm going Steelers. That's heart overhead, I think. Steelers in Kansas City. You know, the one thing you can say about the Chiefs is that you could potentially outscore them. Yes. Potentially. Yes. And we still haven't seen them overcome bad timing issues that they've got. Yes. So as clever as they are with their trick plays and everything else, they can still be quite lax when they're looking at the time management. Yes. And so that could come back to bite them. That's the only way you're going to beat the Chiefs, mm-hmm. is if you can somehow outscore them, yep. because that defense is frightening. Mm-hmm. And if they make some mistakes themselves. Yeah, and Tyreek Hill has had success in trick plays. And if there's one issue I can see with the Pittsburgh Steelers is that you guys get... Safety can get burnt by elite receivers. Yeah. Um, And Jeremy Macklin's a solid receiver. Travis Kelsey's a really good tight end. But I don't see that elite wide out that is that could cause you guys real, real problems. Um, oh, so Chris Conley's been pretty good. So I can see you guys. I can see you guys winning that game. Yeah, thanks. I'd have gone with the Chiefs. <laughs> I know the they're white hot. So you know. they are white hot. Right, but they're, but they're so white hot. They've only won one, one more game than the Steelers. Yeah, I know. So, but there is a team that kind of looms over the AFC and have done for far too long. Yeah, it's the New England Patriots. Ended the season fourteen and two, despite the league sending down a four-game ban to Tom Brady. Yeah, he finished 10-1 and one, ten and one for the season with Brady at the helm. Yeah, they did. So they are going to be everyone's favourite to get back to the Super Bowl and probably win it as well. Uh, they don't get... They get are the, you going to uh, draw this out and not pick the St- Patriots? They, take, they get the week off, right? And then they get to play the Texans, as far as we're, as far as we're saying then, right? Yeah. Well, there's no way the How Texans is- are beating the <laughs> Patriots, is it? No. This is just typical Patriots. They've been handed this team on a platter. What? You can't say that. They have been handed this team on a platter, You all could right? have put the Raiders through. It doesn't matter. That'd be on a platter as well. All right. Unless you've got Derek Carr throwing the ball, whichever team gets through out of that, that mess of a game yep. is going to face the buzzsaw, which is the Patriots. So the Patriots win that, and they get through to the championship game. 
And if it works the way I think it's going to work, then they're playing... Oh, no, they're playing the championship game, aren't they? So Yes, yeah, so it's pa- New England Patriots against the Steelers. Steelers. Go on. <sighs> Steelers. Good. Let's move on. <laughs> Steelers. I'd be, I wouldn't be mad at that, but I think the Patriots will beat you if you get through. Um, I Quite th- possibly. Yes, I do think that. Right, so... I think it might be a toss-up game, though. If everyone's healthy... Yeah. Don't say that. (laughs) Well, I don't care. I'd rather see you go through, because it'd be nice to see your team in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Again. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Right, so I, based on what I have, I have Detroit playing Dallas, and I have the Green Bay Packers playing Atlanta. Yes. Yes, indeed. I have... Dallas, yeah, beating Detroit. Okay, again because they're too strong. Right, Dallas are too well rounded. They're too strong, and yeah, that they also managed to rest some of the players despite having a, a week off anyway. Yeah, so well, good for them. Yeah, yeah, they did well. And um, I personally have the Atlanta Falcons beating the Green Bay. Oh, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Yeah. I have the Matt Ryan winning the playoff game. It doesn't matter. I I, I think the Green Bay Packers safeties are, are strong. They've got talented safeties in Clinton Dix, who can be hit or miss, as as Tim Packer Tim touched on the podcast. And I think um, that Micah Hyde's had a really really good season, but they have issues with their safeties. And every time they blitz, it was evident this week against the Lions. Every time they blitz, they get torched on the outside, mm-hmm. and. I'm sorry, you're playing Julio Jones. <laughs> they are going to get lit up. In, in, in Atlanta. Atlanta, they're going to get lit up. All right. So you are putting one and two seeds against each other. One and two seeds are going against each other. How predictable. Yes. Well, that's how, that's how the rankings work, right? <laughs> that's, how the, that's how the bookies work. Absolutely. All right, go on then. So who's winning the NFC Championship game? Who's winning that I don't game? know why we're even picking this right now because we've got no idea who's in it. It so. doesn't matter. doesn't matter. I'm going to go with the Falcons. Whoa! Falcons to serious? beat the Cowboys. Yeah. So not only does Matt Ryan finally win a playoff game but he wins two? He wins two. He gets into the Super Bowl. Let's hear him win the Super Bowl then. Go on. Oh no, we're not picking the Super Bowl. You're not Unless doing you that. Oh, I, can, oh, I can do that. What was it, Falcons? <laughs> who's your team? Steelers. <laughs> Falcons. Falcons are winning the Super Bowl then. <laughs> there you go I don't know I don't know for all I know the Chiefs are going to beat the Steelers and then they'll go and, and beat the Patriots or the Patriots beat the Chiefs uh, it's those three teams those top three teams I think there's a massive disparity when you look at the AFC there are three teams there um, Patriots and Steelers have been there forever well not forever but you know what I mean mm. the Chiefs have actually now finally moved up another notch from the last couple of years yeah, and they're sure, now yeah. properly established as one of the powerhouses in the, in the in the conference definitely and look at the drop off you know if it's such a shame for the raiders they it were is, so yeah. close to being a you know a real contender to get through yeah. to the super bowl they were such an exciting team um but i can't trust them with a third string quarterback no it's one of those it's this is why the playoffs is so interesting cause it's one of those things where you see two of the, the your favored teams or who you think are the stronger teams and could advance, yeah. Um, paired against each other early in the playoffs, and you're like, well, actually, we're just going to lose one of these teams now, yeah, because it could be really interesting towards the end. It's similar with the NFC now. I think that one and two are one and two. Personally, I think that Dallas and Atlanta have separated themselves. Yep. I would have I would have put Seattle in that, but besides what's you know, barring what happened in the last few weeks, where they just look like they're 
you know they don't know what's going on mm-hmm. um so i think that three and four in my opinion would be green bay and and the giants um and obviously we're going to see the giants green bay this weekend so it's um yeah it's a bit of a shame really to have those two team teams out because that but you think the lions are going to beat the seahawks yeah i do Oh, you just didn't mention them. You're just talking about the Seahawks. No, I'm saying that I think that the one and two are, are right, and I yeah. think three and four are the Packers and Giants, and it's a shame to see those two teams knock each other out. Right. Or what, not one So you think the Lions should be five, and then... Yeah. In your opinion? In my opinion, yeah. Yeah. That's not how it works, unfortunately. No. <laughs> the, way, no. the way the standings go, if you win your division, you get in the top four, and then it's just five and six. Could have a great record. Look at the Raiders, 12 and four. Giants eleven and five got better better records than Seattle and Green Bay, but they come in fifth. Yep. So there you go. That is the end of the regular season, King. It's the end of seventeen weeks of podcast through the regular season. We did four pre weeks as well. Yeah. We had a couple of specials in there. We have. We have. It's been exciting. We've been busy. We've been busy. It's but been we're good. not going to go anywhere. All right. We're okay. still going to keep going through the postseason all the way to the Super Bowl. Yep. And then post Super Bowl, we got to do a post Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll probably do some stuff leading up to the draft as well. Yeah, for sure. We need to have a proper meeting about what we're going to be doing because I'm not going to do like around the NFL and do like three times a week through the off season because that's just torture for them. No, I'm going to do some stuff coming up to the draft. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll let you know near the time when we've actually decided for ourselves what we're doing. Yep. In the meantime, guys, make sure you hit us up on Twitter at Jim and the King. Make sure you're subscribing to this podcast at iTunes and soundcloud and double pod however else you get your podcast make sure you're subscribing and liking um yeah and our videos as well thanks for uh for watching those yeah we get more and more hits on those which more, is nice more, more some, hits. some nice comments yes and we no are get- dislikes this week as well did you see that we don't have one dislike on our videos i noticed that actually it's quite surprising seeing as though obviously we're picking against uh half the team 16 teams <laughs> yes <laughs> Yeah, no, it's good. So, no, thank you for all the support so far this season. And yeah. we look forward to hearing, well, you hearing us throughout the <laughs> <laughs> throughout the postseason as well. We're nothing but humbled, guys. Yes, thank you. Until next week, though, I've been Jim, that's been The King, and thank you so much for listening. 